No one ever said you had to give up style to be a green diva. Or dude, check out this Green Diva's eco-style segment for all the latest trends in sustainable, ethical, gorgeous eco-style. Excellent. Um, we're very fortunate to be talking today to um, Marcy Zaroff, who is, gosh, she's got so many fashionable hats on. She's an eco-fashion pioneer, the founder of Under the Canopy, and president of Portico Brands. Hi, Marcy. Hi, how are you? I'm great. And, um, you know, there's so many things to talk about. And one of the things I think what we're going to focus on today is some of the trends in the industry and how, you know, the industry has kind of been in fits and starts over the last few years. But what you're seeing from from what we talked about is that it's like a tipping point year. Things are really starting to to blossom in this industry. So talk to us about that. Sure. Well, you know, this has been a uh, an exciting and long journey of, uh, yeah. of eco fashion. I mean, the journey of a thousand miles, right, begins with one step. <laughs> right. But uh, but this year, what we're seeing is uh, that there are uh, an escalating number of of collaborations. That you know, of course, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So as these dots begin to connect, the voice of the movement is getting louder and stronger. Mm. And so some of those. Uh, some of those efforts include, you know, nonprofits and NGOs that have really upped the ante on their efforts and um, catalyzed, you know, the fashion world um, globally. So we have the Textile Exchange, the Sustainable Apparel Coalition, the Ethical Fashion Forum, um, and you've got standards that are uh, taking root now, and people are starting to pay attention to those certifications. Uh, to make sure the authenticity and the transparency are in place. So the GOT standard is picking up steam. Um, you've got the fair trade. Wait, textile. let's go back. Let's go back. Talk about that, that standard because some people might not know what sure. that is. So the global organic textile standard, of which I was on the team that, that actually helped develop the standard um, in the 90s, uh, was a collaboration between the U.S. and the Organic Trade Association, which is uh, the team I was on, married with uh, three other countries and their standards, Germany, Japan, and England. Nice. And um, we created a global organic textile standard that if people are familiar with the organic food standard and yep. this, the logo that goes on organic food, this would be the textile counterpart to that standard. So in essence now, uh, from farm to finished product, the Global Organic Textile Standard, uh, otherwise known as the GOT standard, okay. is the platinum standard for an organic, certified organic textile. Oh, that's cool. So if we're looking at organic textiles, um, we should be looking for this label. Exactly. All right. Exactly. And there's also now a fair trade textile standard, a fair oh. trade certification standard, which if you know the fair trade standard you see on coffee and chocolate and tea and bananas, yep. We now are able to use that certification on textiles, and so there are a number of factories worldwide going through that certification process. And uh, under the canopy, my brand uh, here in the U.S., we have introduced the first fair trade certified robe, uh, throw, and T-shirts into the market, and um, we'll be selling them nationwide uh, this year as well. 
That's exciting. So part of, you know, how this all comes about is demand, right? People are becoming more and more aware of, I mean, there are a lot of reasons why fair trade and uh, organic are so important, not only for, um, I think, that the, the environmental factors with organic and pesticides, but, you know, I learned a few years ago about, you know, how horrible the conditions are for cotton growing, for, for instance, in India. And and what what people you know what farmers endure. Um, so so there's there's a lot of reasons why creating fair trade standards and 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 more demand for organic textiles is healthy for for humans as well as the planet. And so as we become more aware now, people are obviously starting to demand these things, and obviously the prices are becoming a little bit more. Um, you know, it's just so hard to compete. Sometimes people complain, well, but that T-shirt is $10 more than the other T-shirt at Walmart. So, um, yeah, so obviously, are the prices becoming a little bit more uh, easier for folks? Yeah, well, our mantra has always been to break all of those stigmas, break the stigma that you have to give up style or quality or right. fit or color or comfort, break the stigma that you have to pay a lot more. And the way to overcome that stigma is, to understand the supply chain and how to navigate it efficiently. And so having spent the last uh, almost 20 years in this industry, you know, our, you know, our motto is uh, start at the farm gate and build relationships with, you know, the very source of our products. Um, it's the DNA of who we are, like water for chocolate. And yeah. so yeah. by doing so, we cut out a lot of the middlemen that are typical in a supply chain for an, a garment or textile product. You can, some, you know, you can see in some products uh, that, you know, a, a typical shirt might change hands seven to ten times in its supply chain from the raw material through to the finished product. But if you're efficient and you're vertically integrated, then you can pass a value add to the consumer. And so it's not about why would you buy organic, it's why wouldn't you buy organic if you have great style and great price, and then the organic becomes, you know, that value add, then, uh, then it's a this and that, not a this or that. I love it. I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing and that obviously you're collaborating with other folks and other organizations to help make this a new standard for right. So you're not, you know, you, I would be now more inclined to think, oh, I don't want, you know, I don't need a shirt that isn't organic. Yeah, I mean, and and as you mentioned, you know, with cotton before, I mean, cotton is one of the leading causes of air and water pollution, and most consumers don't know that. They think that cotton is a natural fiber and good for them and good for the planet because it grows in nature. Unfortunately, in today's world, not including even genetic modification, which is a whole issue in and of itself, you have um, cotton is one of the most heavily sprayed industries in agriculture, and that doesn't even include the, the dyes and the finishes, which are written with you know, pest, w- ridden with um, acetones and chlorine bleaches and heavy metals and formaldehyde. So a typical cotton garment yeah. is, uh, you know, has a magnitude and multitude of, of carcinogenic chemicals in it. And so it's hardly, when you pull the curtain back on it, it's hardly natural, right? And that's why when you look at organic cotton, certified organic cotton, it is free of all of those um, harsh chemicals. And when you look at a GOT certified textile, it's uh, also free of, you know, any kind of toxic dyes and finishes. We use only low-impact dyes, nice. which um, have no formaldehyde or, or heavy metals or chlorine bleaches, um, and there's less than a 5% runoff in the environment versus about a 60% runoff with conventional dyes. So, you know, it, being conscious of the environment and human health 
uh, and farmer work and worker welfare yes. and future generations yes. means looking at all of the pillars and impacts from water to waste to uh, energy use as well as chemical use. And, and that's why we're seeing a tipping point in this industry now because the level of engagement, yeah. um, which has been uh, ignited worldwide, um, is very, very exciting. And Fashion Revolution Day, which was celebrated on April 24th of this year, is the first time that our global community has come together to catalyze consumers around, you know, shifting the paradigm of the fashion industry. And we're all coming together with a common voice to say, you know, business as usual is no longer acceptable. We need to revolutionize the fashion industry. And so on April 24th of this year, 58 countries around the world came together to celebrate Fashion Revolution Day. It was actually um, on that day, the number one global trend on Twitter was Fashion Revolution. Oh, that is so exciting. I'm just thrilled because... For me, I've been trying to buy clothes that are more, you know, obviously eco-friendly, sustainably made for many years. And because I put value with that, which I think people are doing more and more, you know, not just on the price tag, but on my health and the health of the environment and the people who make the the clothing. I have, you know, uh, uh, you know, add, I, and I think we have to do that with so many so many things, whether it's food, uh, cars even, start to think about, you know, the value of of our health and the environment and all of these other factors that uh, even if you have to pay a couple of extra dollars, which you don't always have to do, but even if you do, um, I think it's worthwhile. And now it's thrilling that, that the industry is really coming together. So um, I'm, for one, very excited. Well, you know, what Green Diva doesn't love eco-fashion, right? That's right. And, you know, you brought up the question of, you know, who made your clothes? And that was actually the tagline of Fashion Revolution Day this year because it was to honor the 1,133 victims of the Rana Plaza Uh, tragedy in Bangladesh last year. And so we need to ask that question. Who made your clothes? What's your, what are your clothes made of? Where yeah. are they coming from? Yeah. You know, our clothing, as much as Americans especially, you know, think their clothing grows in their department store or fast fashion <laughs> retailer, yeah. right. people's lives are being affected around the world. Yeah. And so we need to look at, you know, how do we bring more manufacturing back to the U.S.? How do we look at, you know, the people that are across the world that are, you know, what kind of working conditions uh, are they creating our garments in and uh, what are the the raw materials that are going into our products you know are we using you know materials that are sustainable or are we using materials that are destroying and depleting our environment and human health and so this is uh, an exciting new frontier in the world of sustainability and and uh, ethical manufacturing as well as in the organic industry this is definitely a lot of a lot of eyes and a lot of uh, brands uh, looking right now at this movement, and uh, I think, relatively speaking, we're at our infancy, but we uh, we're experiencing a very exciting breakthrough right now, and and so I think uh, it's no longer about staying ahead; it's about not being left behind. And eco fashion is the future of fashion. Yay! Well, Marcy, <laughs> thank you so much for calling us, and I'm sure we're going to talk to you again. Where there's lots of stuff to talk about when it comes to eco fashion. And uh, every green diva needs to know all this stuff. So we'll keep talking, and you keep doing what you're doing. We're thrilled, and people can check out um, under the canopy, which is beautiful. I I, th- I believe I have 
some under the canopy T-shirts. Is that do you, you guys make T-shirts, right? Yep. You yeah, make a lot of have, things. Uh, we have uh, bedding at BedBathAndBeyond.com and in stores. We have uh, apparel. We have home textile, uh, spa and hotel textiles, and coming soon, even personal care. So we're a, we're a lifestyle brand that uh, is all about no compromise. Very exciting. All right, yeah. Marcy, thank you so much. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Want to have sexy Green Diva style too? And learn more about low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green? Visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com.